Welcome to Tidham Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our phone number is 219-902-0369. And today we are going to have Bible study. Amen. Our Tuesday Bible study. We are going to be in the book of Acts 7. Now, we ran 6. We're going to do a little recap of 6. At the end of 6, we see where Stephen had got arrested. They had lied on him. Uh, he just went through some things. And it tells you right at the end of 11, it says, uh, in 6 and 12, it says, And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him. And seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, This man never ceased to speak words against this holy place and the law. For he have heard, we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. It says, and, and when they gazed at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like an angel. And that's where we live, left off last week. And we pick up this week where the high priest talks to him to see if these allegations that was uh, charged against him are true. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. So this, that's where we are now. So, Acts 7 and 1. And Acts 7 is pretty long. <laughs> yes, it is. It is 60 scriptures. Mm -hmm. We're going to see what happens. Because <laughs> it's, it's a lot going on in here. This is the scripture where Stephen speaks. And he speaks... Basically, the whole Bible can be really summed up in this one scripture. And we're going we're gonna to read this chapter and kind of go through it. Acts 7 and 1. It says, And the high priest said, "All these Are these things so? And Stephen says, Brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran and said to him, Go out from your land and from your kindred and go into the land that I will show you. Remember when Abraham, when God talked to Abraham, told him to leave the land of earth? He says, then he went out from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land in which you are now living. Yet he gave him no inheritance in it, 
not even a foot's length, but promised to give it to him as a possession and to his offspring after him, though he had no child. And God spoke to this effect, that his offspring would be sojourners in a land belonging to others who would enslave them and afflict them 400 years. But I will judge the nation that they serve, said God, and after that they shall come out and worship me in this place. And he gave him, and he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham became the father of Isaac and circumcised him on eight days, on the eighth day. Mm -hmm. And Isaac became the father of Jacob and Jacob of the twelve patriarchs. Mm -hmm. So he gives them a rundown of what happened from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob and Jacob having the, the 12 uh, sons that caused the 12 tribes. Mm -hmm. Right? It says in 9, And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, meaning his brothers, mm -hmm. jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him out of all his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who made him ruler over Egypt and over all his household. Think about going to heaven, right? And when you go to heaven, you get to see all of these people. You get to see Moses. You get to see Samson. You get to see Stephen. You get to see Peter. You get, to, you know, all of John. All of these people. <laughs> all these amazing people. <laughs> it's so cool. And to know that you made it because you followed in their footsteps. You had to make it just like they had to make it. You know? amazing it's just amazing when you hear all of these people and you think about your own life yeah. I mean he went all the way back to Abraham and you know and it's just you know when you go through your own family and you go through your family tree and you go through the things that you've been through in your lifetime that got you where you are in Christ you can't do nothing but praise God that you're still here, that nothing shook you. You know what I mean? Despite what happened to you, you're still here and stronger than you was back then. <laughs> you know? It's a praise report. That's awesome. It just <laughs> kind of reminds me of, um, what was it, yesterday, I think? today, I was reading the, um, the book of Matthew and it was describing how hell was. Mm -hmm. I forgot it's Matthew something, 26 I think or something, but I can't remember. But anyway, 
Um, and it was describing how you will be in darkness. Um, and being, you won't see anybody. Right. There's no party. There's no nothing. You just wake up in darkness. You stay in darkness. There's gnashing of teeth. There's, you're, you're here, you're just in darkness. Right. And then to hear how you were just saying how you were see people. You yeah. would see all the people that died for Christ. You yeah. know, you would rejoice in, you know, seeing mm. your brothers and sisters, especially if it's somebody that you helped come to Christ. Yeah, right? yeah, you were yeah. here yeah. in heaven. Mm-hmm. And and people still paying their way to go to hell. Yeah, that's an and amazing. It's sad. You waking up in darkness. Yeah. It tells you even the angels and you, they're in darkness. Right. They're not seeing each other. Yeah, they're not seeing each other. They're not seeing some buddy of theirs and they partying. You in hell burning in the dark. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Whew. Anyway, that's just one to share. Yeah. You said that seeing everyone in the light. Uh Because God is light. You will see. Him. That's awesome. It is. Awesome. 11 says, Now there came a famine throughout all Egypt. Mm -hmm. And remember, he was just talking about how Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who had made ruler of all households. He says, Now came a famine throughout all Egypt and Canaan and great affliction and our fathers could find no food but when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt he sent out he sent out our fathers on their first visit so remember uh, in Exodus where there was a famine in the land Joseph had told Pharaoh that it was going to be a famine and um, the famine came. Jacob got hit by the famine, so he sent he sent his sons to go to Egypt to get grain. But they didn't know Joseph was still alive, right. let alone the leader. Right. Right. He says in thirteen, and on the second visit, Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. And Joseph sent and summoned Jacob, his father, and all his kindred, 75 persons in all. And Jacob went down into Egypt, and he died, and he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem, and laid in the tomb that Abraham had bought for a sum of silver from the sons of Hamar. In Shechem. Mm-hmm. This is a man that knows his Bible. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. He didn't wasn't even reading this. This is off the top of his head. Yes. 17 says, But as the time of the promise drew near, which God had granted to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt. Until there arose over Egypt another king who did not know Joseph. He dealt truly with our race 
and forced our fathers to expose their infants so that they could not be kept alive. At this time, Moses was born, and he was beautiful in God's sight, and, he's, and he was brought up for three months in his father's house. And when he was exposed, Pharaoh's daughters ex adopted him and brought him up as her own son. Mm -hmm. Remember the story of Moses being, yeah. you know. In Exodus 2. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's walking through this story. Mm -hmm. And then he says that Moses was instructed in all wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in the words and in his words and deeds. When he was 40 years old, it came into heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel, and seeing one of them being wronged, he defended the oppressed man and avenged him by striking down the Egyptian. He supposed that his brother would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand, but they did not understand. Mm -hmm. And on the following day, he appeared to them, and they were quarreling and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brothers. Why do you wrong each other? But the man who was wrong was wronging his neighbor, thrust him aside and saying, who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? Mm. Huh? Because, <laughs> you know, uh, Moses didn't think nobody saw him do that. Right. Right. At this, <laughs> at this retort, Moses fled and became an exile in the land of Midian, where he became the father of two sons. Now the 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai in a flame of fire in a bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight. And as he drew near to look, there came the voice of the Lord. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. And Moses trembled and did not dare look to look. You know, you, you read at this point, when you hear about how God came to Moses. Right. He come to him in the bush. You know, as you read the scriptures, he was looking at this bush and it was burning, but it wasn't burning up. Mm -hmm. The interesting fact about it is that when he, when he went up to it, when God talked to him, he told him that he was the God of his fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right. He never met God, but he knew of God. Right. But and he knew of God because he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God introduced himself that way because he knew Moses knew him that way. However you know God, he will introduce himself that way. <laughs> That's right. But it says when Moses heard it, he trembled and did not dare to look because he understood this was the God. 
This was not a God. This was the God. Right. He hid his face. Right. That's right. 33 said, Then the Lord said to him, Take off thy sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. That's right. What does that mean? That means God will always ask you to do something before he has you do something. You're going to have to do something. Right? Mm-hmm. You want help from God, you're going to have to do something. You do. You're going to have to come to Him. You learn two things in this. Mm-hmm. At the burning bush. You learn that you have to come to God. Mm-hmm. First and foremost. He will get your attention, but you still have to present yourself to Him. When you do, it's a way to come to God. You don't just come to God any old kind of way. Mm -hmm. God tells Moses to take off his shoes. Now, think of this. If Moses refused to take off his shoes, he would never heard what he would have had to do. Before God gave him any kind of mandate that he had to go and do, he had to take off his shoes first. The obedience. Right. Right? Right. It says in 34, 34, 34 it says, I have surely seen the afflictions of my people who are in Egypt Mm -hmm. and have heard their groaning and I have come down to deliver them. And now, come, I will send you to Egypt. Mm -hmm. You know, when you go back into Exodus and you hear God say, and I have come down. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say that often. Mm -hmm. And I have come down. Mm -hmm. One thing you don't want to make God do is come down. It's not going to be pretty. We are in, in we in the book of Revelations and um, and I'm reading from and we're going straight through Revelations on Sundays. Mm-hmm. We see where it happens when God came down. <laughs> there was a lot going on. And then when God came down here, we saw plagues and everything, right? Mm -hmm. So God says, and now I come and I will send you to Egypt. 35 says, this Moses, whom they rejected, saying, who made you a ruler and a judge? This man God sent as both ruler and redeemer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. The man led them out, performing wonders and signs in Egypt and at the Red Sea and in the wilderness for 40 years. This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. 
Now see, you, what you're going to see here is where Stephen is going with the story. <laughs> 37 said, this is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up a raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. This is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Sinai and with our fathers. He received living oracles to give to us. Our fathers refused to obey him, but thrust him aside. And in their hearts they turned to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make for us gods who will go before us. As for the Moses who led us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Mm -hmm. We don't know what happened to Moses, but we need some idols, so you need to do something. Mm -hmm. And they made a calf in those days, in 41, yeah. and offered a sacrifice to the idols, and were rejoicing in the works of their hands. But God turned away. And see, this is why you just can't fall for the okie doke. Right. Don't let people lead you astray. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Everybody in the congregation is not at church for the same reason. Right. Everybody's not there to glorify God. There's some people that's just onlookers. There's some people in there to cause trouble. Yeah. Very few <laughs> is in the church praising God. That's true. I mean, sincerely. Yeah. It says that they made calves in those days and offered up sacrifice to idols and were rejoicing in the works of their hands. But God turned away and gave them over to worship the host of heaven as it is written in the book of the prophets. Did you bring to me beasts and sacrifice during the 40 years in the wilderness? O house of Israel, you took up the tent of Moloch, which is a demon God and the star of your God Rephon the image that you made to worship and I will send you into beyond to exile beyond Babylon our fathers had the tent of, of witnesses in the wilderness just as he had, he who spoke to Moses directed him to make it according to the pattern that he had seen. Yeah. Our fathers, in turn, brought it in with Joshua when they disposed, dispossessed, I'm sorry, the nation that God drove out before our father. So it was until the days of David mm -hmm. who found favor in the sight of God and asked to find a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who built a house for him. Yet the Most High did not dwell in the houses made by, by hands. And the prophet said, Heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is, what is the place of my rest? 
Did not my hand make all these things? The problem is we believe we can house God. We can't house God. God houses us. <laughs> right? David wanted to make God's house so bad. But it's that that was given to his son Solomon to do. But no one can really house God. <laughs> and he shows you that in 49. Yeah. He tells them, heaven is my throne. If heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool, shows you how big God is. Right. When you can use a whole planet as a footstool. <laughs> okay. And in, and in scripture too, it tells you the clouds that's mm -hmm. in the earth is the dust yeah. from his feet. Come on. Come on. That's why we have clouds. Right. It's God's dust. It's the dust off his feet. So can you imagine? How you gonna house somebody who's got clouds as dust from their Come on. God residue. Oh. Man. <laughs> 51 says, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in your hearts and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. He said the same thing that they did in the wilderness, y'all doing right now. Mm. Stephen giving them the business. Yeah. He's telling them the truth. Yeah. He took them all the way back to Abraham, brought them up to Moses. Yes. And, and telling them the person that y'all are clamoring over, y'all doing the same thing to me. And to the to to God that y'all did back then with Moses, yeah. ain't nothing changed. Yeah. It's just a different time period. You call them stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in their hearts and ears, yeah. which means they haven't let God in his, in their hearts and they can't hear the word of God, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And they say you always. Always resist the Holy Spirit. Always. That's a heavy thing to say to somebody. Mm. Not saying that you don't have it. So you always resist it. Yeah. Resist something means you don't want it. Ever. According to this, it says always. As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? That's right? That's right. And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one. Mm -hmm. Whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You who received the laws as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Which one of the people that you did not kill? Y'all done killed everybody. <laughs> it says in 54, Now when they heard these things, they were enraged. Oh, yeah. and, and they ground their teeth at him. Mm -hmm. You ever heard somebody grind their teeth? Mm -hmm. 
You have to be really mad to do that. <laughs> Some people just grind them on. Babies do it all the time. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. So he's about to get stoned. And as he is about to be stoned, he looks up into the clouds, into the heavens, and he sees Jesus standing. At the right hand of God. I mean. Oh man. I mean when you think about it. You ever heard a good sermon. Mm-hmm. And then you just stand up in church. Because they, the sermon is so good. You just stand up. Mm-hmm. He just got to preaching to these people. And he saw Jesus standing up. Mm-hmm. Jesus stood up for the things that he was saying. So he gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see heaven open. And the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. When you see God, there is nothing man can do to you. That even matters. 57 says, but they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. They just covered their ears and yelling, ah, because they didn't want to hear no more what he had to say. He disturbed the demons that they were dealing with. Demons was in the uproar. Yeah. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. Mm -hmm. Saul was Paul later, but Mm -hmm. we'll get into when the time comes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Mm. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Mm. It doesn't cease to amaze me what lengths people that are not in Christ will go to shut people up that are in Christ. Yeah. They go to every land. That's why you know it's something about being in Christ that is so disturbing to the spirits that are not in Christ. I mean, people are getting killed because they are Christians every day. Because they are Christians. Who cares what religion you are? Spirits. They care. Mm. I mean, think about it. 
You're getting killed for your belief. Your spiritual belief. Right. If you're getting killed for your spiritual belief, that means there's a spiritual entity behind it. Mm-hmm. What would you care? What somebody else is worshiping? Who yeah. somebody else is worshiping? Yeah. Right? Right. Is something about being in Christ that when you are in Christ and you are in Christ holy and truly, mm-hmm. it disturbs people's souls. This is where the protection of God comes in. Stephen got stoned for his belief. And the scriptures say he fell asleep. Go ahead. You know what's so awesome about, um, I mean, this whole chapter 7 is awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's so awesome that how Stephen repeated as he was getting stoned, he was sort of like the, I don't, I don't know what word I want to use, but the same reflection, how Jesus died. Mm-hmm. You know, because Jesus said, I, um, how he said, um, I command my spirit. Yeah. You know, um, when he was on the cross, he said, into thy hands I command, I command my, my spirit. spirit. Yeah. Stephen was saying the same thing. Receive my spirit. Yeah. I mean, it's just so awesome that it's like, it's like you almost can see Jesus again at that point through Stephen. Right, right. And and see when you, now here's the thing about that. Jesus says, Father, into thy hands, Mm. I commend my spirit. Stephen says, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. So you see the the pecking order mm-hmm. from Jesus doing it to the Father, mm-hmm. then Stephen doing it to Jesus, to Jesus mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to go. Because Jesus talks to the Father, mm-hmm. but we talk to Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because Christ talks to us and he talks to the Father on our behalf. That's right. So there's a pecking order you see there. Yeah. I mean, they, and it's just so awesome because it says, and Stephen stoned, and they stoned Stephen, calling upon God. And in the same way, it's like Jesus cried out with a loud voice, and he said, Father, into thy hands I command my spirit. And having said this, he gave up the ghost. And, Jesus, and Stephen says, upon God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Uh-huh. So it's just so awesome. He, it identifies Jesus as Lord and Savior. Right, right. In that one scripture. Yeah. You know, when people say Jesus is not God, you got to know that they are. Right. This says right. it in the scripture. There's so many scriptures that confirm right. that Jesus is God. Yes. But, so I mean. Awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome. And then he tells, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Yeah. Like yeah. Jesus says. Like Jesus says. Lord. Yeah. Amazing, amazing stuff. Okay. 
So next week we'll get into Acts 8. But we learned a lot today, right? Yes. What did you learn today? I was going to say what to you the similarities between the two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it's the similarities. And, and But you you get to see... Uh, what I like about the similarities is that Jesus was the example, and then Stephen followed the example. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's how it should be. And that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, Stephen followed the example. And his prayer went too. Lord Christ Jesus. Yes. Right? And I mean, it was amazing. Can you imagine? I mean, just seeing Christ mm-hmm. while you were still here on earth. Right. In his all form. Yeah. Him looking down on you. You know Stephen got the speech when he but when he got up there. Oh, yeah. Well done. Yeah, yeah. You know he got the speech. You know he got. You know, give me chills. You know he got the speech. Well done. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's getting it even then, just yeah. looking at him. Yeah, he was speaking some scripture. Yeah. And he was giving it to him, and as he was giving it to him, he saw Jesus and the glory of God. Both were there. Yes. He saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus Christ, and he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. It's like, man, it just don't get no better than that for this song. Man. It just don't. I mean, it's it's something to our, to know who you are in Christ. Yeah. You know, to really truly know who you are in Christ and and don't back down from your belief. No. That's why I say it's important, you know, we teach in this church, it's important. To believe in your belief. Right. Don't just believe because everybody else believes. Right. Or you go to church because that's what you're supposed to do on Sunday. Know why you're going. Yeah, know why you're going. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that, uh, you know, uh, we really uh, bring home here. You know, uh, my generation was a generation that was told to go to church. Mm-hmm. But we wasn't told why we should go. Mm-hmm. You know. And it is very important to know why you're there. Right. Who you're serving. Mm-hmm. Why you're serving. Right. You know. Very important to know all of that stuff. We, we we laugh and we joke about it, you know, when we talk about our generation and is you know, we made to go to church. You going to church every Sunday you gonna go. <laughs> what no what no I'm too tired. You going to church. You going. And you gonna stay all day. Yeah, you're gonna stay all day. Because 'Cause you're gonna go to service. First you're gonna go to Sunday school. Then you're gonna go to service. Then you're gonna go home and you're gonna come back for night service. <laughs> See, that's how you grew up. Yeah. I grew up Catholic. Yeah. So we were in an hour. Mm-hmm. We were out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ask me what I learned. Mm-hmm. I can tell you nothing much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we go to church all day. Right. And still don't know why we're there. You just, we just going because mama say go. Well, mama and daddy said go, you go. Because, yeah, you just go where you say go. That's it. But 
it's very important to know why, to teach why you are in church, why you're supposed to uh, believe in Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus Christ? Why am I following him? What is he doing for me? What do I supposed to do for him? All of those questions. That stuff gets answered in church when you are supposed to. Well, yeah. Or we teach it. <laughs> because it's very, very important and it's vital to understand why. Very important. I've heard people tell me, you know, sometimes you're not just you're not gonna know why, you just follow them. Follow who for what? You need to know why. It's a whole Old Testament full of people asking why. <laughs> Burning Bush, Moses, why? Why me? <laughs> right? I mean, it's a bunch of people. So, please, you know, find the church home. Get in Christ. Make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Before it's too late. There is a too late. But you're never too early. <laughs> All right? Right. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for these scriptures today. We thank you for the revelation knowledge that went forth. We hope this word has hit somebody's heart and allowed them to come to you today, Lord. Father, we thank you for a chance to always come in front of your people and teach and preach and give the word of God in a way that touches somebody and brings them to you. Father, we thank and praise your name. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say, amen. amen. Stay blessed and faithful.